Hello. This is the Delicious Legacy Podcast. Welcome back to another archaeogastronomical adventure. With me, your host, Thomas Dinas. Coarse rice to eat, water to drink, my bended arm for a pillow. Therein is happiness. Wealth and rank attained through immoral means are nothing by drifting clouds. That was said allegedly by Confucius. For 7,000 years, rice has been cultivated and has been capturing the imagination of people across the globe. And it was a staple food, but also part of royal banquets in ancient India and China, which contest who started first the cultivation of rice, but also other ancient kingdoms across uh, Southeast Asia. And so today we will concentrate in a particular dish and try and pinpoint its birth. Biryani. One of my favorite dishes that I learned to love and eat, obviously, after I left Greece and outside the familiar and familial Greek food. Anyway, enjoy this uh, lovely short bonus episode. Now, I've been pondering quite a long time for this episode. And I was thinking about it and I was trying to find an angle. And on this short episode today about uh, biryani, the dish, the Indian dish and its origins, we're going to explore a little bit about the history of rice and some delicious uh, recipes from across the huge Indian subcontinent and beyond. With a rather long and complicated history, it's been quite difficult to untangle the true origins of biryani, a dish so delicious and so complex that's hardly easy to make justice um, on a podcast. Rather, you should all come around and um, cook it over fire one fine summer evening. In a sense, biryani of the Middle Ages is a rice and meat dish, and these are layered in a pot with spices, and the pot is sealed with dough, and is cooked over charcoal, over fire. So yeah, it has been around for a while. We're lucky to have references to something like it from ancient sources. From uh, the Tamil, the Sangam literature, historically known as the poetry of the noble ones, connotes the ancient Tamil literature and is, and is the earliest known literature of South India. The Tamil tradition and legends link it to three literary gatherings around Madurai and Kapatapuram, the capitals, the Pandian capitals. The first over 4,400 years, the second over 3,700 years, and the third over 1,850 years before the start of the common era. Of course, this is a Tamil tradition-based chronology and it has many uh, historical mythical um, elements in it. Historically, most scholars suggest that the Sangam literature era span from roughly around 300 BCE to 300 CE, which is the most acceptable rage of the literature, because the Purana Nuru is the most important Tamil corpus of Sangam era courtly poems and it has been a source of information on the political and social history of the ancient Tamil Nadu. And 
this provides a view of the Tamil society before large-scale Indian-Aryan influences affected it. So according to Wikipedia, the Purananuru, which means the 400 poems in the genre of Puram, is a classical Tamil poetic work and traditionally the last of the eight anthologies in the Sangam literature. It's a collection of 400 heroic poems about kings, wars and public life, of which two are lost and a few have survived into the modern ages in fragments. When the Chola king Nalankili captured the seven-layered fort held by Pandiyan, Nalankili emblazoned the tiger symbol on the fort. After doing so, the soldiers were fed Unsoru, meat rice, in their camps. And there you go. This is the first reference on meat and rice or later biryani in ancient um, India. And there's another verse uh, written by Kapilar after Velpari was killed by the treachery of Chera, Chola and Pandiya kings. Parivel was a great giver like Karna and known to give to anyone that came to him. And after his death, Kapilar is lamenting that who will feed us Unsoru, made with goat meat and offer us liquor. So this is this dish Unsoru from the first century AD. It's the first references to something along the lines of meat and rice, something like biryani. To give a bit of context and background about Tamil, uh, so the Tamil people are a linguistic group with uh, roots in modern South India and Sri Lanka. And the traditional homeland of the Tamil people is called Tamil Nadu. Tamil is one of the oldest languages of the Indian subcontinent. Archaeological and written evidence suggests there were strong trade and economic links between the Tamil Nadu and even Mediterranean powers such as Rome. And uh, Tamil Nadu is an important historical region for early Hinduism and Shiva worship, which was um, particularly prominent during the period of the Three Crowned Kings. Shiva is known as uh, the destroyer of the universe and is a Hindu god for those of us who are not familiar with with these concepts, and one of the trio of the Hindu pantheon along Brahma and Vishnu. Many ancient Tamil were part of the Saivism sect of Hinduism, worshipping Shiva as their main god. Writers and poets composed the earliest surviving Tamil literature during that period, and Sankham writings were composed in the Tamil language and often featured poems written about royalty and love with both men and women as primary characters. Some of the poems were also composed by women, so Sangam writings were supposedly created as the centers of learning in Madurai, part of the Pandiya territory, and the Sangam period began in the 4th century BCE and ended in the 4th century CE. So these poems and writings are one of the oldest records of Tamil literature we have and of the legends and of the language. And this is where we find uh, the first references to these kings, um, Pandiya, Chera and Chola, um, who rose and fell in conflict with each other. And uh, we have this um, first tantalizing evidence about biryani uh, recipes and food. And somewhere here, we'll end this week's uh, short bonus episode. If you want to hear more about the fascinating history of biryani, go to my Patreon page and find the full episode there. And let me remind you that you can get the podcasts early and ad-free with extra content if you subscribe on Patreon. So, what are you waiting for? 
go to my Patreon page, The Delicious Legacy Podcast, and subscribe from $3 a month and get um, all these extra delicious morsels of um, ancient gastronomical knowledge exclusively for you. Thanks for listening. I've been Thomas Dinas, and this was The Delicious Legacy Podcast. See you again next week with a full episode of The Delicious Legacy. Remember to check my YouTube channel as well, because I upload videos of uh, ancient recipes too. Have a good week. <laughs>